You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Psalm, the book of Psalm. And we want to consider one verse in the 20th Psalm. One verse in Psalm 20. Y'all look good this morning. Let me just say that before I go any further. All right, Psalm 20 and verse 7. Psalm, biggest book in the Old and New Testament. Ready? Psalm 20 and 7. Psalm, trust in chariots. Psalm and horses. Now, this is what David said to God's children. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. He didn't want them to trust in what Psalm were trusting in. So again, uh, he told them, Psalm trust in chariots, Psalm in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Look at your neighbor and say the subject this morning. The name we must never forget. Say that subject to one more person. The name. Now tap yourself and say, there is a name I must never. Tap yourself one more time and say, there is And we're going to give our God another hand before we go further. When you trust, it means, number one, that you are depending on somebody or something. And a lot of us have the testimony that there have been times that we have depended on the wrong thing a person. You look back in hindsight and reach the conclusion that I will never trust that thing or that person again. Trust also means to hope for 
or expect something from somebody. To hope for or expect something from somebody. You know, and, and you deal with people and you hope they're going to do the right thing. <laughs> you know, I'm to the point where I, I, I don't like to keep telling folks to do the right thing. And so I just like, I, I just hope. I just hope they do the right thing. I done told them 10 times, so I, I shouldn't have to tell them 11. I, I mean, 10 should be enough. They should. And, and so you just expect folk to do the right thing. You know, especially after they say they want to do the you ever had somebody tell you they want to do the right thing, but then you see different? But see, when, when you trust somebody, you hope or expect them to do the right thing. And, and because of the relationship and your hope, it often turns out well. But sometimes it doesn't. Now, when you truly trust somebody or something, the person or the thing has the ability or the capacity to influence you or even control you. You can trust something to the point to where it can start out just influencing, but conclude by controlling you. You can, you can trust a man, sister, baby girl, and you can be influenced by the person in, in the beginning. But then you become infatuated and the person starts controlling you. You won't even go certain places unless it's okay with the person. The way you eat, or I should say, when it comes to enjoying food, you don't really enjoy food unless things are going well between you and that person. If you and the person are having problems, your shrimp just don't taste <laughs> the way it does when you and him are on the same page. The steak ain't tender enough because you're not on the same page. And, and this is a little comical, but some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some folk won't make a move unless they are 
okay with another person. And in one sense, that, that could be a good thing, but it never needs to be to the point to where you feel as if you're controlled by a thing or a person saving the Spirit of God and that which pertains to God. How many are still listening? Because you don't want to be to the point to where you can't live your life the way God ordained for you to live it because somebody else seemingly is controlling you like you are a puppet. You're the puppet and they're, they're the master and they are just controlling your every move. You love your husband, but you don't want to be controlled by your husband. Because if you're controlled by folk, they, they can cause you to do something you have no business doing. That, that, that was a person that was so controlled by his wife that that if, if his wife decided to cut God off, he would cut God off. Now, I love my family. I love you. But I'm not going to allow anybody to cause me to sever my relationship with God. I'm not going to allow anybody to cause me to sever relationships that protect, that God connected me with a person. I would not allow you to sever the relationship that me and Elder Thomas has because I know God connected us. I won't allow him to do it because I know God connected I would try to reason with him and say, Ella, you don't need to sever this what me and you got because God put us together. And I'm not saying I'm funny and he's funny. I'm just saying there are certain relationships you have with, with people that you know God put you together. And so you have to be to the point to where you're not going to allow a thing or a person to influence you to sever what God has connected. Yeah, I, I may fuss with you, but we still are connected. We may disagree, but we're still connected. Never need to be to the point to where you allow something or somebody to cause you to get out of the will of God. Because the worst place to be is out of the will of God. But the best and safest place to be is in his will. So we have to be careful and prayerful when it comes to what we trust 
and who we trust. I said we have to be careful and prayerful when it comes to what we trust and to who we trust. Like it or not, especially in the day and time that we're living in, you can't trust everybody. You can't trust a person just because in front of their name or after their name is a particular title. Oh, you have to be careful and prayerful. You got to talk to God before you make connections in the day and time we're living in. Ask and it shall be given. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. Need another one? He will guide us not just into some truth but into all truth. Talking about God, whether God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit, he will direct our steps. And I love what the psalmist said, the steps of a righteous man or a just man or ordered. Or ordered by the Lord. He orders them. Walker, you're gonna have some trials this week, but don't but but don't allow these tro- these trials to control you because it's for a purpose. Walker, this is going to attack your body, but don't allow it to consume your mind because it's for a purpose. There's a reason I'm allowing this to happen. But no matter how often you tell people to trust God, the flesh Demons and other enemies will continue to try to influence them to trust something or somebody else. And David, the psalmist, recognized that in his day, what folk trust him. He recognized what folk would trust him. And he wanted to point out to God's children what they would trust him. Because he didn't want the people of God to get caught up in what the world was doing. <laughs> you, you know if, if you hang out on Facebook you'll get caught up in Facebook. <laughs> I said if you hang out or put too much time in social media, you'll get caught up in. It's some things, you, you got to be careful how much you deal with those particular things. Some things are good, but you can't get caught up to the point to where something that can be good becomes bad for you. I lost everybody over here when I said that. Seemingly, I, I don't know. And so David said to the children of God, some trust chariots. Some trust chariots. 
And, and the people understood literally when it came to chariots in that day and time that it was primarily something that was used in war. But it was also something that was used to travel. People would use chariots to go from one place to another. But when David spoke it, the people also know that a chariot symbolized. You listening? The multitude. The majority of the crowd. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Everybody else is doing it. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in what the multitude is doing. And, and see, some, sometimes people of God, before, before they even pray, they'll do it because that's what everybody is doing. I said they would do it because that's what everybody else is doing. And see, biblically, when, when you consider that, in one sense, it can be dangerous. Because the scripture talks about the road to hell. It talks about basically how a multitude of folk go in that way. Because they don't want the alternative, which is a narrow road. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not going to follow the crowd when it comes to hell. I said, I'm not going to follow the crowd when it comes to hell. And I'm not going to let the crowd determine my destiny. Are you going to allow the crowd to determine your destiny? Just because they couldn't do it, you're going to say, well, they couldn't do it, so I can't do it either. They couldn't come up with it, so I don't guess I could come up with it either. No, I'm not going to allow the crowd or the multitude to control my destiny. I'm going to be like the woman with the issue of blood. She's seen the crowd was touching Jesus, but nothing was happening. But she was so focused to where she said, if I touch him, I'm going to be made whole. If I touch him, something good going to happen to my body. Something good going to happen in my life. I'm going to be changed for the better. All I got to do is press my way up there. And you know the story when she touched him. She was made better. And Jesus wasn't even looking at the crowd. Because when she touched him, Jesus turned and said, who touched me? His disciples didn't even have the mind of God. Because they say, Lord, you see this multitude. All these folk touching you. And you asking us who touched you? Jesus recognized somebody was not just following the crowd. Somebody showed up to get something. 
Don't ever come to a place of refuge because you're following the crowd. Come because you want to get something. Come because you want God to do for you what you can't do for yourself. Come because you want God to open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing you don't have room to receive. Never just do what the crowd is doing. Do what you know God would have you to do. And you got folks that, they, that they'll tell you quick. Well, man, everybody else doing it, so we might as well do it. That were lepers that, that noticed that people were dying in the scripture. All around them, folk were dying. And, and, and so the lepers reached a conclusion. They said, you know what? We ain't got no business sitting here until we die. We got to get up and do something. We got to get up and do something. We just can't sit here and die. Just waiting for death to show up. They got up and they went into the camp of the Syrians and when they got to the camp of the Syrians long story short they found better and bigger there I say they found better and bigger there found so many blessings there to where they say look we just can't hold we can't hold on to all of this stuff for ourselves we got to give somebody else some of this stuff They decided not to follow chariots of the multitude. You can never allow the majority to dictate to you what you should do. That's one of the problems with this country. Our country. Folk are quick to follow the majority. Even though, historically speaking, the majority has been proven wrong time and time and time. Wait a minute. And time and time and time. And I don't have enough time to tell you how many times they have been proven wrong. From every aspect. Well, if you go over there, you're going to find weapons of warfare. Didn't find them. Well, if we do this right here, everything going to be all right. Did it? Wasn't all right. Well, if you take this, you're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Didn't, didn't work. You can't depend on chariots of the majority. But then he went on to say and some trust in horses. Horses pull chariots. I say horses pull chariots. Horses especially uh, in Israel were known for, well, well, a symbol of 
the strength of the nation. When you saw the horses of Israel, you knew that the nation was was strong. And so they were a symbol of strength. But we got to take it further. Because even in in our day and time, you you have analogies in reference to to the hearts. Just like when I was coming up, and I I fell for it. Lord have mercy, I did, I did. I fell for it. I'm going to tell you what I fell for. I fell for the horse. The horse in my day when I was coming up was slain for heroin. Woo! Some of the young folk didn't know that. You got some horse? Yeah, it is good. But the horse messed a whole lot of folk up. I said the horse messed a whole lot of folk up. But the horse also is slaying for the lottery and winning the lottery. And you have some folk that they think that ticket out of what they're going through is the lottery. Talk about you forgiving your last in the church, but spend their last. <laughs> Buying a lotto ticket. Why? Because they trust the hearts. Then you have folk that, that are so focused on what they see and so focused on particular type people, they'll say, well, I have to hear it from the horse's mouth. I hear what you're saying, but I have to hear it from the horse's mouth. And see, Jesus even dealt with that because, because the disciples tried to tell Thomas, that the Lord had risen, that death couldn't hold him down. But but Thomas said, I got to hear it from the horses. If I don't see the prints of the nails in his hand, if I don't see where they pierced him in the side, I ain't going to believe it. Then Jesus showed up and, and, and said, Thomas, my hands. Thomas, my side. He said, but look here, Thomas. Blessed are those that believe, even though they do not see. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I'm going to go on record by saying I'm not trusting the horses. I'm not trusting the chariots. I'm not trusting the multitude. I'm not trusting the strength of a nation. I'm trusting in the Lord my God. I got to move on, but just ask somebody real quick for me. Who are you trusting? I don't want you trusting in me. I might die on you. You don't need to trust in no human being. 
You don't need to trust in your doctor. Your doctor relies on books too much. Relies on scientific evidence too much. You need to learn how to put so much trust in a person but when it reaches to a certain point you cast your care upon God because that's the omniscient one. That's the one that knows your ending from the beginning. That's the one that can tell you what Friday is going to look like on a Monday and will not miss it like meteorologists. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. Some trust in folk. Too much. You need to trust your pastor, but do you don't trust him like he God? You need to trust your wife, but you don't need to trust your wife like she God. I'm finna bust the bubble. You need to quit telling folks they, they can trust you with anything. Oh, they can't? Anybody trust you with, with anything? Oh, no, you know. You can trust me. No, no. I see your eyes wide open and you mean well, but no, it's just certain things. If, if I took you If I told you about a certain thing, you'll go from looking like this to your mouth will be wide open. You can't trust a human being 100%. No person. He don't know my mom. I don't need to know your mom. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But then he said, we will. We will. Now, what he said to the people of God is very profound because it's prophetic. But it's also in the form of a command. We will. We're going to be unified on this. We will remember the name of the Lord our God. He wanted them to be on the same page. And in the time that we're living in, I'm going to tell you something, saints, we need to get on the same page. Yeah, we do. We're going to always have little differences. You may not like these little gold and uh, rust type shoes I got on today. I like them. They're not on your feet. That, that, that difference shouldn't even matter. You may not think I'm sharp. I think I look good. 
But see, that, that, that's me and your difference. Little stuff like that does not matter. You got what you like, I have what I like. That does not matter. But what does matter is this right here. What does matter is the way God set up the church. And God set up the church for the people of God to receive knowledge and understanding from the pastor. David takes his authority in speaking what he spoke here in song. We will remember. We will remember. He took his role as a leader, letting the people of God know that, look, y'all need to get behind me on this. Now, he knew they were free moral agents. He just couldn't make them or pull them by their own and, and cause them to do what he wanted. But he was hoping that they would recognize his position in God and the authority that God had given him and submit to what he was saying. Because notice what he was doing. He, he was telling them to do something. That was not based upon him. But it was based upon the will of God. One thing I have always did here at a place of refuge. Is everything I teach. Is all based upon Scripture. If I ask you to do it, it's going to be based upon Scripture. If I ask you to do it nine times out of ten, I'm going to be the first one that puts it into action. Very first one that put it into action. How many understanding? But he said, we will remember. Don't ever forget. The name of the Lord, our God, is what he was telling them. We will remember. Because sometimes your trouble will try to dismiss from your mind how many times God has delivered you. You get to going through stuff in your body and, and the enemy will try to dismiss from your mind what God has done for you. God undelivered you from many sicknesses, but now all of a sudden, here, here come this sickness in 2021 that is trying to act like it's bigger than God. It's not in the same category as those other sicknesses. Yeah, God delivered you from them, but I'm different. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's the thing. You think you different, but notice God is the same. God had lost no power. There is nothing nor nobody that can stand before our God. Why? He has not just some power. He has all God bless you when you didn't have a dime and now you're going through a financial crisis. Now you got money in the bank, but you're still going through a little something. Got money in your pocket, but you're still going through something. 
Remember when you didn't have no money in the bank? None in your pocket? And God delivered you. That same God will bless you right now. I hear God saying, I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Said to Israel in Malachi 3 and 6, the reason you're not consumed, the reason your life ain't worse, the reason you ain't dead now is because I step in. I change not. The way I brought you out the last time, I'm going to bring you out this time. And if something bothers you in the future, I'm going to show up again and show out. Look at somebody and tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like my Jesus. Shout it at somebody. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like my Jesus. If he did it before, he'll do it again. We will remember. That's when you need to quit with that little puppet, that little puppy doll face and story. I don't know what I'm going to do. It just seems like ain't, ain't nothing going right from me, Pastor. Yeah, you got that puppy dog look, puppy dog story, but remember the last time you had that puppy dog phase and how God brought you out? He'll do the same thing this time. He'll deliver you again and again and again and again. Why? He changes But you can't forget. You can't, the, the, the minute you forget is the minute you give the enemy space to work on your thoughts. And if he gets to working on your mindset, it will be followed by him influencing you when it comes to your speech and your acts. He'll start telling you to say things you ain't got no business saying. And to do things you ain't got no business doing. That's the reason you got to remember. You got to remember the God of your salvation. The God that helped you the last time. His hand ain't too short to help you again. God will show up every time. I love Psalm 34 and 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but guess who's going to show up every time? God. Because he concludes by saying, but I will deliver them out of every one. Everyone. Everything you go through, God going to deliver you. He'll deliver you whether he deliver you here or whether he say, it's time out for you. It's your appointment. Let's go on to the house. God will deliver you every time. You got to know that when you're going through stuff. You got to know that going through what you're going through right 
now. But it's time for you to be mature. It's time for you to quit forgetting and, and taking on that puppy dog face and speech. It's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to put in action 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I spoke as a child. I did as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish thinking. I put away childish talking. I put away childish acts. Time for you to make up in your mind that this is the day I become a grown man. This is the day that I become a grown woman. You've been wearing them high heel shoes and you know you ain't nothing but a baby girl. Take them shoes off until you make up in your mind you're going to be a grown woman. Take that watch off, brother, trying to act like you're a grown man until you. Quit being a childish boy and make up in your mind you're going to be a grown man. Woo! Say to your neighbor, we will remember the name. The name of the Lord our God. What is the name of the Lord our God? That name represents his authority. Do you know God is so powerful to where he can just say, be well, and you well. Or if he decides, no, she need to go through something for at least three years. I'm, I'm just going to speak on her enemies. Don't go but so far. And you'll be going through it in your body, but blessings be, be coming at the same time. Enemies be wanting to take you out, but you're still walking around and folks say, Folks say, you know she's going through such and such, but she's still walking. She's still praising God. She's still doing this, that, and the other. God will allow bad to happen to you, but will continue to allow good to consume you. You got to know who God is. You have to know that God has authority. He can do anything save fail look at somebody do this right here there is no failure in God look at one more person there is no failure in God and you are living proof I said you living proof you know you was jacked up Didn't nobody have to tell you you was jacked up. You knew you was jacked up. You knew you was stupid. You, you, didn't nobody ever tell you you was stupid. You already knew you was stupid. You would do this to your head sometimes. Oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. But look at what God done created now. 
Look at you now, sister girl. Look at you now, brother. God has blessed you. There's no doubt that God has touched you from your crown to the sole of your feet. There's no doubt that God has blessed you in every aspect of your life. There's no doubt that God has took you from being the tail to the head. Am I right? God fulfill his scripture on you. I'm going to make you the head. Not the tail. I'm going to make you live above only. And never beneath. He done fulfill that in your life. You got the testimony right now. What he told Moses he was going to do for him. And the children of Israel said to Moses, I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you when you're on dirt. And I'll bless you when you start walking on pavement. That's happening to you right now. What's happening to you right now is bigger than your paycheck. Bigger than your family history. Bigger than your wildest dreams. Because God has touched your life. In order to make you a testimony. That's the you got to remember. You, you can never forget the name of God. You can never forget the authority of the power God used. When he changed your life. Life for the battle. When somebody asks you if God real, the first thing you need to do is start with yourself. Is God really real? Let me tell you something. Sit down because it's going to take a minute. If it be true, tell somebody, I got a story to tell. Because God changed my life to the point to where it'll sound like a fairy tale if I get to tell y'all the aspects. A real fairy tale. You, you ain't got to make up no Mary, Mary had no lamb and all that stuff. You are a fairy tale. You are somebody that has had a beginning and an ending like a fairy tale. That's the reason 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says this. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. It says, behold a look. All things have become new. Look at your life. Look at you inwardly and outwardly. You don't even talk like you used to talk. You don't look like you used to look. We're talking outside right now. And then inwardly, same thing. You have to remember this stuff. Well, we just praying it's going to get better. You ought to be shown that it's going to get better. 
you know your God ain't changed. So if he brought you off the last time, why he gonna, is he, he going to change? That means he ain't God. If he brought you out the last time, he going to bring you out this time. And don't even wrestle with that. Just accept that. Accept that he going to bring you out the same way he brought you out the last time. The same way he blessed you the last time, he going to bless you this time. God out of blessings? Oh, God, don't clo- God don't have to close down like some of these banks doing. He don't have to close down. It's companies that don't close down that folk thought never would close down. Folk thought DNL next door would always be here. DNL ain't down no more. DNL gone, but God still. Had a guy tell me when I asked him about, well, I wish we could just get the men club by, by this land front. Hey, the men club gonna always be here. Men club ain't down no more. Men club gone. We on all that now. You hear what I'm saying? Why? God. God changes Say to your neighbor, he brought you out the last time. You ought to start shouting. You ought to start dancing. You ought to start turning in victory. Because he's going to bring you out this time. God changes not. And I'm done. Let's get the Lord a big hand.